Welcome to No Rules to Live By, where we weigh the rules we adopt and shed to live a fulfilled and balanced life. Hello, and welcome to No Rules to Live By with Brianna and Alicia. We're really excited to dive into energy healing today, talk a little bit about our background, our mother, our experience, pop culture, and give tools and tips on how to, in little ways, clear the energy around you all the time. Yeah, I love it. And I love this topic because it's everywhere. You know it when it's good. You know it when it's bad. Um, It's almost like a sixth sense we have as humans. And it's something that Brianna and I have been talking about and, and we're taught from a young age. Our mom is very into healing. She's a Reiki master. And so this is something that we've been working with, with crystals, sage, prayer, clearing for a long time. So we'd love to share some of the things that that have worked for us and, and talk through it. Yeah, I what you were just saying about crystals reminded me of a time where when I first moved to San Francisco many years ago, I had some of my colleagues over and then we did an office secret Santa and someone asked, oh, what what is Brianna like? What is a good secret Santa gift to get her? And the only thing that was their takeaway was, oh, Brianna loves crystals. There are crystals all over her house. <laughs> and what's funny is until someone was, you know, nicely teasing me about how many crystals I had everywhere. I had no idea that I was a crystal girly. That's not something I identified with. I just thought that that was something that everyone did <laughs> because that's how that's how I grew up. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. I definitely was the office crystal girly because I would bring them to work for like good luck with deals. And I remember, I just like you said, I thought everybody was really into crystals. I actually, when my first friend from college got married, I thought it would be like so thoughtful to bring her a rose quartz crystal and a candle and I to her bridal shower. That was like my gift. Um, and it was, I didn't realize the shape exactly of the crystal that I had gotten her, but I guess it was kind of uh, cylindrical. And long. Yeah, it was a bit phallic. Uh, I did not <laughs> realize at all. And it was the joke of of this luncheon was how I brought her like a crystal dildo, essentially. Um, so yeah, so much for bringing her like the rose quartz and nobody really got it but me. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's in, in that sense, it was... Uh ahead of the trend, we were talking about the Wall Street Journal article that obviously really excited our mother, who was a, is a Reiki master and has been going to people's house and doing clearings as well as doing hands-on body work for 
a long, long time now. And there's this new trend of energy healers to come and cleanse your home. And it was turned into a bunch of memes. It was really a funny moment to see people, you know, kind of make a joke out of out of energy healing. But it's also really real. You know, as Alicia was saying before, when you walk into a place, you can feel the vibe. Vibes are the frequency, the energy. You can feel it when you walk into a space for the first time. You can feel it the first time you meet somebody. Um, you can sense how you feel when you leave a place or a person and whether or not it resonates with you or whether or not something something seemed off, whether some, some energy felt attached to the situation in some way that made you feel uneasy. Yeah, 100%. And the other way around, like, you know when you meet someone that is just the best and you know you just want to hang out with that person as much as possible because they have such good energy and it's contagious, you know, whether it's positive or negative, you know, um, I'll get, I'll be in like a fine mood and someone will call me with like a hilarious story and something they're really excited about and an accomplishment. And, you know, you leave that conversation and you're like, just so joyous versus, you know, someone calls you with bad news or is just being a general bummer. And um, that's contagious too um so it, it really is it's all vibration and you want to just try and bring the highest vibration you can to any interaction because it's going to rub off on you know whoever you're communicating with yes and that's something that is important in that it is in both people and experiences but it is also like the energy that somebody holds and carries can also be left in places. And this is something that my mom taught me when I first moved to that same first apartment, which is probably why I actually had all those crystals there, um, is because I moved in and there was this really intense energy and I was picking rooms. I was the first person there and I was deciding between two rooms and one of the rooms had just this heavy, like really upsetting energy. And so I picked the other room, obviously. But um, my mom and my brother and I did this whole ritual burning sage and saying prayers and cleansing every corner of the room and opening all of the windows to release whatever s stuck energy was there because it was really heavy and I remember that being this really powerful thing and especially because my brother who is you know usually doesn't join our our circles and rituals as as much as my my two sisters do he was the one who walked in there and he put his back to the wall and he was like whoa 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 this is wow. really this is and he like ran out of the room um and that was really interesting to see because it was one of the only times i've actually seen him acknowledge acknowledge energy and of course you know people it's to alicia's point there is also the same in reverse where like you can walk into a space and be like oh my gosh yes this is this is amazing yeah. like i feel so 
welcome. I feel so filled with spirit in a great way. And, but it's easier to talk about it in the negative because those are the times where you are feeling it and you acknowledge and you need to figure out a way to work through it. Yeah, 100%. It reminds me of our our parents just moved into an 1800s carriage house. And the only person that it had been converted in the 50s into like a single family home. And this woman raised her children there and then lived there till she was like well over 100. And when she passed, they sold the family sold it to my parents. And in terms of good energy, like you can like I feel her when we're there she's definitely present and it's very positive i think she's like overjoyed that you know mom and dad have fixed her house up so nice and take good care of it and there's like there's laughter and children like running around and i can feel positive energy as well absolutely i've even seen you know even in like with furniture you know now i feel like people are always buying and selling furniture on facebook marketplace and even if you go antiquing, I mean, especially if you go antiquing, <laughs> I'm like laughing because I'm remembering mom, like mom will, in our, our, she'll find a piece of furniture that she likes, but it won't feel good. And she doesn't want to bring it into her house. And she's Which bought so antiques fair. and then sold them because they felt icky. And imagine, you know, an antique, how many lives it's seen and absorbed, um, but yeah, you got to be careful with furniture too. I mean, it's all just, you know, just as humans, furniture, walls, it's all just matter. And matter is the atoms made up of the same energy that we all are. And so it makes sense that that at some level things get trapped in there. And, you know, the the place where when I was a little kid, I got afraid and mom would continuously lose me was when she would describe that as like a dark entity was attached to the furniture like this cupboard has a dark spirit living in it and you know (laughs) (laughs) I was so scared and you know I think that that's I think that our our mom is one who sees those types of spirits i'm not um for better or for worse probably a good thing because i'm like you know it's not that it makes me uncomfortable now as an adult but as a little kid it scared me i was so scared (laughs) yeah well you also have to remember not only were you much younger but also people didn't talk about that kind of stuff at that time mom was very ahead of her time or really just isolated in her spiritual capabilities and, you know, what she felt and saw and how she understood source, spirit, universe, God, whatever you want to call it. Um, Now it's cool. People joke about how they're woo-woo and their manifestations. Um, It's like cool in pop culture to to do that, which I think is amazing. Um, But that wasn't her experience and it really wasn't ours either. I didn't really feel like anyone else kind of got this and actually until I moved to LA, I moved to, I lived in Venice and there was this incredible crystal store there. It's actually now in Santa Monica called the Mystic Journey Bookstore. 
who I still call and like talk to about tarot readings and such. But that was my first experience running into other people that were super into crystals and healing and energy work. And I think for our parents' generation, it was very taboo. And it's really cool that people are opening up and, you know, talking about it, expressing themselves. Um, yeah. We've come and a long way. <laughs> I think especially, Mom, you know, what some of my teachers now in adulthood refer to as the witch wound had had this feeling like she wanted to share her work in in this way but also was very scared to be seen as somebody doing something that was really taboo um and didn't want to be shut down or you know burned at the stake um so kind of hit it in a way and um as a Reiki master, she she hasn't really taught anybody, and so we've been challenging her to to teach. So Alicia and I are going to take Reiki one with her, and I'm really excited to do that. Um, and if, I do feel like just being raised by her was <laughs> was in a lot of sense, you know, learning learning Reiki, um, but seeing her step in to do it in a more formal way is going to be really exciting and and hopefully she can she can talk more on here about that um later yeah i'm very excited about that course and i think like we said a few episodes back about having the audacity we've both already taken reiki one we've been in the journey you know the the teachings of life of of our mom but for her to write it down and give it in a formal way and like just taking that, having that audacity to claim it, I, th I think is going to be so good for her and so good for us. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and, um, and yeah, I think, you know, in terms of some of the things that we do for cleaning, clearing the energy, um, Brianna kind of touched on this with her story about her apartment in San Francisco, but um, <clears throat> periodically, like every couple weeks or so, or if I just feel so inclined, um, I just like open up all the windows in my space, get some natural light in. Um, I do also, I have acquired quite a few crystals. Um, they've kind of taken over my house and I love it, um, but I'll um, I'll cleanse them. So you can put them in like a dish with, I'll put salt over them and uh, it just clears any negative energy off of them or any any energy that isn't yours. So uh, especially if you've just like bought a new crystal, that's really helpful. Um, I'll also put them outside on the full moon to charge them. Um, it charges their frequencies and their their energies and you can, you can like feel it the next day. You're like, woo, um, it's got like a little... A little spark and then yeah like burning sage incense with the windows open just kind of like waft wafted out of there um i think can be really helpful especially if you're just kind of feeling in a funk um you're kind of cooped up or anything feeling like a little bit like stuck and sticky um that really just helps clear like a physical space yeah, and I think beyond just the practice of doing the saging, but also it's important to 
do the practice with an intention. So it can be a mantra or a prayer that you are that you are doing while you're walking around with the sage and, you know, trying to get it into as many of the nooks and crannies of your home as possible to move the stagnant energy. Um, Alicia, what are some of your favorite crystals and why? What are the ones that if I have never walked into a crystal shop or ever held one, what would I start with? That's a really good question. And I promise I didn't plan for this, but I do have it right here. <laughs> um, this is, which is hilarious. Um, so this is a clear quartz and it's your all purpose crystal. Um, it does everything. Um, you can, it's just very positive and, um, multi-dimensional dynamic so this is my favorite and this is what i would recommend um because you can't go wrong it's just mm -hmm. a clear i have this one you quartz. got me oh nice and then yeah this is this is another favorite um yeah i have one of those around here too where is it this is like selenite right is that what it's called yeah, so selenite is a crystal cleanser. So you can put that near other crystals and it'll help like clear that their energy and and bring positive uh vibes. I like to just hold it let it yeah, soak the soak the any negative vibes out of me. Yeah, selenite is great. Yeah, those would be like my first two. Um honestly, I'm not one of those people that like reads all the like I have the crystal books. I don't like read them that in depth. I really just use my intuition. It'll guide you to what you need. So if you're in a crystal shop, um, you can like read out, look at like the meanings and, and, you know, pick one that feels um, like top of mind to whatever you're experiencing, or you can just let your body kind of guide you to what feels good. Um, amethyst is also really nice. Um, rose quartz is like the crystal of love, um, <laughs> which I got Brianna when I asked her to be a bridesmaid. She's holding that up. Um, so rose quartz is also really nice, um, as well, but there's so many, uh, obsidian is really nice for, which is like the black, um, crystal. That's really nice for protecting. So I have, um, a bunch of those, like I get like little ones and I put them in the corners of my home to like block out any negativity from coming in. Um, so yeah, those are like, those are my basics. And I think that beyond what each crystal does, there is a level of intention and allowing and connection to the earth that, you know, whether or not you're into crystals or not having something that is of the earth and that you are connecting with in an intentional way undoubtedly has some sort of impact. So if you are just like if you are grounding and you're placing your hands on the earth and you're trying to just connect with the vibration, you know, it's not quite the same, but it's a way where if you're inside, you can hold a part of the earth and connect and connect to that vibration of unconditional love and that frequency that is, you know, scientifically proven in studies changes 
and heals your body. Yeah, 100%. I'm laughing when you said grounded because I'm remembering when I used to live in the Lower East Side and I decided that I wanted to have like a garden. I wanted like some plant, like a plant. I wanted like one of those like little basils from like the grocery store. So I went on Amazon and I ordered what I thought was a small bag of dirt. Turns out I ordered the like 20 pound bag of dirt was sent to my apartment in the Lower East Side in the middle of winter. Um, So I literally had this huge bag of dirt under my bed and it was very grounding, literally. Um, But where I learned about the obsidian was living in that apartment. um, I was on top of a subway station that there was just like a lot of characters down there. And like my neighbor next door like passed away in what was um kind of like not he wasn't like in good health and anyways I got this reading and the woman told me that I had like all these funky energies around my space that were coming into my apartment because of the subway station and druggies and this death next door and so that's where she she recommended this and I've been doing it ever since um and it really worked so um so yeah um that's awesome and just to clarify that's like a psychic reading because there's also all all types of readings and you're also really very good at tarot readings and that's a completely i wouldn't say it was a psychic reading it was um a clairvoyant which is someone who can like connect with um or like a medium like someone who can connect with like the other side and with spirit I feel like psychic, people say psychic, but like, that's like, if you can read minds, I don't know if that necessarily is oh, like yeah. spiritual. Whereas yeah. like a clairvoyant, like clearing is being like, is, you know, speaking with angels and spirits. No, you're, you're right. You're right. That's the correct term to use. Um. But yeah, some people do use tarot as some people are, are clairvoyant, meaning they can communicate um, but they use and they use tarot as a tool to do so. So they're like hearing messages and they're being guided with the cards. Um, and then some just practice tarot where maybe they haven't fully at, like realized their their gift or they're learning it, um, and they're able to use the tarot too to to guide them. Um, which I do dabble in. Yeah, I have the um, Kim Kranz's deck, original deck. Um, what is it called again? Uh, the unknown, the wild unknown, um, which I love. I mean, there's so many decks out there, but that was like the first one I got and I learned on and it's so beautiful. Um, and yeah, you don't have to be like a super spiritual person to um, experiment with tarot. Like it's something you can just do on your own and Similar to my approach with the crystals, it's all really intuitive. Like you'll, you know, you can kind of shuffle the deck and you could pull one card and you can, you know, set an intention on like, what do I need to know today? Or what do I need to know about this situation? Uh, What do I need to know about, you know, my future? You know, you can kind of ask it in whatever way you want, but those are some of the ways I do. Um, And you could pull one card, you could pull three you could pull five, you know, um, you can kind of just do what feels 
right? And, um, you know, you'll know, like when you pull a certain card and you read the description, like the first thing you think of, you're like, oh, okay, this is what it's talking about. You know, you'll start to kind of get some, some guidance that hopefully, you know, can help you, um, kind of get insight into a situation. But like Brianna said, it's really important to set clear intentions and to go into it with an open, positive heart that you're, you're asking for questions for like the highest good. Absolutely. That's, and that's on, you know, protecting and clearing energy. If you're working with um, trying to connect with that type of insights coming to you you want to make sure that you are you know the the way that's easiest to talk about this is like the light and the dark and you want to continuously ask to stay to stay in the light um that's something that our mom always always taught us is that you know even in saging like the basic thing that she would say is like please like you know, protect this home with love and light and just tapping into that frequency of unconditional love as much as possible so that you are at a frequency that's something, you know, because even if you are upset and you're doing it, just asking for protection and is the intention is everything. Yeah, 100%. I'll even find that if I try to do tarot or when I'm not in a good frame of mind if I'm like feeling really emotional about something um it doesn't really work and in terms of going into it with light I think you just have to do everything do it respectfully and with love you know this isn't something to do like for example I remember once I went out in the city with my friend and we were at a bar in I forget where and they were doing tarot at the bar. And we'd like had a few drinks. We thought it would be funny. It was so weird. Like when you've had a few drinks and you're like at a bar and someone's like reading your tarot. It's just like the wrong vibe. Um, they also had that at House of Yes a few years ago too. Mm-hmm. Which like I think it's a cute, like I get it. It's kind of like a cute thing. But it, like you're not going to get a good reading like out on a, at a bar having drinks. Um, like it should be sacred and it should be uh, special and you should be like focused and grounded and all the things. Um, I also really don't like when people do like the we- like mess with Ouija boards. That's always been something that yeah. has been. Our... My twin sister, Danielle was grounded in middle school for, she made, she, my mom refused to get her a Ouija board and then she got a piece of cardboard and she made one and she got in a lot of trouble (laughs) yeah something about that it's like one of those I can't describe but it doesn't sit right it just feels like not like not the way you know it shouldn't be like a game that you do on like playdates you know it's it's almost like a form of like prayer Uh, yeah absolutely I think one thing our mom did that was really interesting is that she never separated any of this spiritual work from religion um yeah really interesting and also really powerful was that there was never made a distinction like we would have easter and then we would go into the backyard and mom would put out her you know um mandala 
mat and set up an altar. And they were all, and it was deeply connected. And she feels that she channels through Mother Mary. And so I think that that's a really interesting, interesting point. And, and maybe, um, you know, and I digress. It, but I, I always think that that's something, like whatever it is that you connect with, whether that be Lakshmi and Kali or Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene or just your ancestors, your grandmothers, your grandfathers, um, or just Mother Earth. Just, it's all, it's all that vibration of, of unconditional love that exists and that ties us all together. Yeah, 100%. After studying, like, all the different religions that I did, and also studying, like, the theory of religion and, like, how it came up in the first place, it's all this source of love and light and each culture many cultures have their own ways of creating ritual and tradition and everything around that but it's all like being part of a whole and being connected um and i'm like visualizing that tree of life and avatar <laughs> which like sums it up perfectly i feel like i like wept in those movies they're so beautiful but it like really draws it out um oh you in mean such the avatar the movie yeah absolutely i thought you were talking about avatar the last airbender which alicia knows is one of my favorite tv shows of all time um no and it's um, similarly like the the swamp if you've ever seen the cartoon similarly like a kind of like a not a tree of life but there's this tree and the, all of the vines connect and you can they can see through the vines everywhere in the world it's all connected and exactly yeah no i'm thinking of the uh avatar like james cameron but i mm -hmm. know um there's a lot of a lot of that those themes coming from the anime as well with the different elements of like water earth wind fire um so anyways in essence there's lots of ways that people, you know, to describe this feeling that is tangible and is out there um, and Absolutely. craves similar energy of high vibration, light, good vibes, you know, however you want to describe it. And on, on, even on a psychological level, I think that there's a lot of people that now feel more comfortable talking about how certain people and circumstances affect them needing to set boundaries and it's because we can feel it in our in our bodies if there is somebody or something or some space that makes us tense up just being able to check in with ourselves and check in with you know where in my body am i feeling clenched or do i hold tension um similarly to the story you were telling about how our our mom and her Reiki work, you know, will notice someone's a chakra being blocked and, you know, kind of guide people through processing that and, you know, doing a, a visualization of whatever it is that she sees and having them, you know, so if it's, you know, a chain around their ankles, like stepping out of it and having an emotional release, that is something that, you know, you don't have to do spiritual work to access. Um, you can, you know, kind of like physically shake move your body let yourself cry and express um and this brings you know 
brings in a lot of the the work that I've done through somatic therapy and in different ways of learning how to process process emotions on one level but then on another level like if I'm if I'm out with somebody and I start to notice myself um just feel off I can check it check in and ask myself like okay like I'm noticing this and it's all just a matter of of noticing noticing with people noticing in places noticing apartment hunting when I moved into this apartment I did go apartment hunting and there was one that was slightly more affordable but the energy was really off and so I didn't choose it yeah and I think it's so important to protect your energy and a few a few ways is really to like imagine yourself as like you kind of have this circle of light like all around you and um that could be physical but it can also be emotional um i know for me personally it can be hard when i have a friend or a family member that's going through a hard time i love them so much and i want to be like I want to be going through a hard time with them, you know, because I love them so much. And so something I've really had to learn as I've gotten older is that I can be upset for them and I can support them like through their hard time, but I can't, I can't like be depressed like with them because that's not going to do anybody any good. So like not carrying the hard, like any hardships of anybody else, like owning your own and, um, keeping your vibration high, like for the good of others, um, has been like a life has been like a life journey of mine because I like, I tend to absorb other people's emotions. Yeah. And the paradox is that it's really easy to let situations affect you, let people affect you and carry it and then not, not feel your emotions and get depressed. And it's the, if you actually feel the emotion if you actually let yourself you know if I hear something sad and I'll let myself cry about it and pray with compassion and then move on rather than if I internalize it and then I'm carrying that around with me for potentially my entire life yeah sometimes we don't listen to our intuition but it's always there and it'll always guide you and you're not crazy. If you feel something, something feels off. Um, your body's trying to tell you something. So, you know, listen. Yeah. And I used, you know, I used to get really angry when I would hear people say, like, live, laugh, love. And, you know, I'm all like lo- love and light. And while it's really important to not spiritually bypass there it is exactly as you said listening to your intuition and acknowledging what feels good and what feels bad because it is trying to guide you all right thank you everyone for joining us um and we'll see you next time thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode if you enjoyed it please leave us a review follow us or share it with a friend have a great day and remember you make the rules